0: You're listening to the BJJ Globetrotters Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you from St. Bart in the French West Indies. We talk jujitsu, traveling, and people who do things a bit different in life. I am your host, Christian Graugand. Hello, everyone. Um, I am back in the basement, and uh, this is the fourth episode of the BJJ Globetrotters Pirate Radio podcast. Um, I actually thought I would do less episodes than this, but I got some really good interviews recently, so I I kind of uh, don't have patience to to wait for them to be published, so I just throw out the episodes um, maybe a little bit quicker than I should. But anyway, this episode we're talking to robert barker from uh, canada who has been traveling for more than a year at this moment um and i talked to him because he won the annual bjj globe Trotter's uh sorry the bjj globe Trotter of the year award which is something we kind of came up with last year um i thought there, there are a lot of good candidates as, as always but uh this guy has been super active uh, around the world, he has visited 100 academies this year alone, which I think is quite a feat, I mean, I, I know I did 56 academies in in 5 months, and uh, at that point I was just so burned out, there was no way I would could have kept that going at that pace, so I'm quite impressed by what, what he's been doing, and uh, how active he's been in uh, in visiting this many people around the world, so... There's probably a really good chance if you're in, in the part of the Globetrotters community just, that you've ra- run into him uh, over the last year. So I think he was the obvious vin- winner of um, of this year's award. And um, so I talked to him and it was actually a little bit like interviewing myself while I was on the road because his trip is kind of similar to what I did. Um, maybe I, I went... Um, a few more places around the world than, than he did, but uh, but he's he's really he's really out there uh, um, visiting so many cities. It's ridiculous. Um, I also ran into him at the at the fall camp in, in Germany this year, and uh, managed to catch a little a little roll and a uh, and a chat with him. So. Uh, so uh, here's the interview. It's a bit longer than than I would have wanted it to be. It's about an hour, but um, we just we got into a good rhythm, and I think uh, I think I um, we came up with a lot of good stuff to talk about. So I hope you'll enjoy it. And this is going to be the the final episode of of the year. So um, after this, I'm heading to the the winter camp in Austria, uh, and um, I will see if I can if I can record something there and and come up with an episode from that. So. Enjoy the interview with uh, Robert, and um, I will be, be back with you after it's over. So, live from Singapore? Are you in yeah, Singapore? I'm in Singapore. I'm in Singapore. I forgot where you are right now. <laughs> That's uh, all
1: right, I forget. I'm Sue, so.
0: We have Robert, Rob, Bob. What What's up with you, North American names, and you have, like, several names. It always confuses me so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, and any one name has, like, six nicknames. So me being Robert, there's Rob, Robbie, Bob, Bobby, yeah. <laughs> what
0: do you normally go by?
1: Uh, usually just go by Rob or Robert, okay. but uh, we'll being Bob Barker, it's kind of hard to uh Bob you know Barger. not go <laughs> yeah <does>. and Bobby, <laughs>
0: Bobby Barkery. <laughs> okay so uh you're on the podcast because you ta da you won the globe trotter of the bjj Globetrotter of the year award it's
1: awesome
0: all right yeah. congratulations
1: <laughs> so would i get a cool patch
0: i don't know I, we got to come up with a prize i'm thinking before the this uh, podcast episode is over we'll figure out something for you i i usually uh i i would probably just have given you a camp ticket but i i think you already signed up for all the camps next year or something right
1: uh we'll, we'll something, have like bank, yeah. <laughs> something like that yeah
0: <laughs> something we'll figure it out we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get you something cool um yeah last year the last year's winners were um were were a couple traveling um yeah like together which i for a year, for like a year and a half, which is kind of uh Jonathan and uh Daphne, which is kind of crazy to yeah. so travel as a couple for that long, I would go crazy, but it's a little bit easier on your own right I mean, it's just yeah. you uh,
1: yeah I've always found uh um it's a bit easier um for me just kinda of doing my own thing mm. and meet other people here and there uh I've traveled with other people at times before, um, just doing other travels back in Canada, mm. going down to US or something. And uh it was a bit that was a bit more stressful when uh, you know, you split up the tasks mm. and uh you know, one or two people kinda of decide they're just gonna just uh, go with it and uh don't actually do what you wanted <laughs> them to do and then we end up waiting four hours to get on the ferry. Yeah right <laughs> and it's not like
0: you're yet. it's not like you're ever alone when you travel alone right i mean I, I find that whenever i've traveled alone it's when i've had the least time to myself to be honest
1: oh yeah yeah especially with the uh the globetrotters community um you know there's been so many times where uh i i show up and they're like hey you know ha- happy happy here um and i'm just expecting to like hit a class maybe once a day at most and and you know, sleep on their couch or something. But you know, they they're like, oh, you gotta see this place and that place. And you gotta come out and eat this food. And next thing you know, you know, it's like, you know, they're showing me around and uh you know, really giving the like, the whole whole service, right? Mm. And uh, that's like, you're not even though I'm just traveling on my own. I'm I'm like making new friends every stop and you know almost being brought into their family at some time you know so right yeah. Let's <laughs> let's um
0: let's take the, this a bit from the beginning because we, we got a bit of a head start there yeah. um yeah. i just i just looked through my emails because i just like a few hours ago i was thinking about about you and your trip um and i remember that like i thought like this guy contacted me like years ago talked about some yeah, trip he yeah. was doing and I looked through my emails and it's like first time you messaged me was on January 22nd 2015 I was like oh that's like three yeah. years ago and I yeah. I get a lot of emails from people who say like hey you know, I'm, I'm gonna travel the world like uh, do you wanna sponsor me and I'm gonna do this and this mm-hmm. and, and I, I I always say that sounds super cool but I, I also like, like statistically probably half of them are not gonna end up doing it which is uh, yeah. understandable. It's not. It's not an easy thing. Uh, so, so I remember you sent me an email with a with a like, hey, I'm gonna go on this this trip, and uh, here is a spreadsheet with like 500 destinations, and it's like two years <laughs> in the future, and like. Good luck with that. Get back, get back to me in a year and a half or two years or something, and let's (laughs) let's talk about it. Um, Yeah. But anyway, and and then like, I think like every six months or every year or something, you drop me a message about something like questions about, hey, can you you know help me out with this or this or get me in touch with this or this, and and I was like, oh, this guy again. Like, how's his spreadsheet evolving? (laughs) And 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 eventually, I was like, hey, wait, now he's actually on the road. it looks like he's actually doing it. I I, I I don't know if I didn't believe in it, but it, it just seemed incredibly ambitious and, and far in the future and, and very detailed planned um, like that far ahead. so what's up with the planning? What's up with the two-year planning?
1: Um, yeah, well actually it, it's, it was uh, so when I actually got a hold of you. Uh, I'd already been like I had like a, a rough outline
2: mm-hmm. of
1: what to do and I'd already been like set in motion for a year before that the first year was getting my finances under order mm. and then then like once I got that under under wraps and you know was able to start saving up and all my debt and everything was paid off and that's when I was like hey I should probably start researching things and uh, yeah Um I've I miss the, the the man of lists, I guess. When I, <laughs> well, I love spreadsheets.
0: Don't get me wrong; I absolutely love spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my I big was, interests. <laughs> uh, I did.
1: I I just kind of fell in love doing that when I was in Toronto as an entrepreneur, um, as a fashion designer. I was in retail, and I was an event coordinator for bars. So I had, like, a million lists of all the different tasks that needed to Hmm. go on for each thing, and uh, they'd make fun of me, because, you know, you you brought brought up any one topic, and I'd pull out the, there were little flyers that you see at the bars, I'd write on the back of them these lists, Right. I'd pull out, like, a a stack of them out of my back pocket, and be like, oh, this is for that night, this is for that thing, and going through like.
0: <laughs> and now I'm making fun it's of you for fun. for making lists for your jujitsu trip.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's and never that,
0: ending. It's never ending, Rob.
1: It is. It is. I even have a list a list for when I'm done traveling. Right. What I'm doing. New let's let's text. get
0: let's get back to that later. Uh, so so yeah, what did yeah. you um how, when did you actually leave home?
1: Uh, so it was uh November tenth, um, two thousand sixteen. So. Right.
0: So it's been like just over a, little, a year, a little over a year, and um, and you've been to so far. As I will just list this because I saw this: twenty three countries, sixty nine cities, and one hundred academies.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's about that. Um, uh, well, that was that was just for this year. Okay, oh, that's okay. just for two thousand seventeen.
0: Can can you uh, yeah. can you give the the listeners a, a like a rough? overview of, of where you've been not, not, I, I'm not asking you <laughs> to list 69 cities but like just yeah. the rough route you've taken
1: yeah um, so I, I was living out on the west coast of Canada and I defi- decided to go see Canada first I traveled through Canada and left on the east coast towards uh, London and then um, I spent I think uh, in total is about four months going through uh, the UK and Europe, uh, down to Morocco, uh, up to Germany and, and, and Russia, you know, a bunch of places in between all that. Um, and then uh, down to Thailand, um, yeah, I've been in, uh, uh, I went over for a uh, 10 week, I went 10 day camp with friends in San Diego then back to, to Southeast Asia and through Australia and New Zealand. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Singapore now going to Cambodia on the weekend. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, sounds like a good long trip. And um, so, so, um, so, so what did you, what did you leave behind when you, when you left home? Like what, what did you do there? Did you have a job? What, what did you live? What did you do?
2: Um,
1: so, uh, I really didn't have anything other than uh, you know, a few personal items. Um that was part of how this all came around is that I didn't have a house or a car or or anything. So um Did you live on the street or something? I, no, I was well, I was in the military. All right. And uh I decided uh halfway through my contract that I wasn't gonna re sign hmm. to the military. So I, you know, I had a, a good paying job and that was locked in for the next couple of years and I had that long to kind of figure out what to do. And, uh, I decided, well, you know, I don't have anything stopping me from doing, you know, one of my life's dreams of just mm. traveling, training martial arts. So, yeah. So, so what, that. so,
0: so how did you, uh, so how did you finance this through, uh, I, I've never been in the military I know nothing about it yeah. how, how does this work uh, how did you make this happen this is what everybody wants to know uh,
1: yeah so um being you know a starving artist in Toronto uh I got pretty good at nickel and diming and everything mm-hmm. and keeping track of all my finances and uh did
0: you make any lists about it or
1: yeah yeah I did <laughs> um I would actually have posted notes on my laptop of like all oh, my my bills and what when during the month they were due and stuff, but you know um so when I wrote it all down and I realized other than all the you know extra spending I'm doing, I only was actually i could live off of like forty eight percent of my pay
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i just I just put away half my pay each paycheck mm-hmm. and uh just slowly built it up over a year, so it' was about a year year and a half of savings and then uh, by the time I was my contract was done, I was ready to go at the door and like literally I had my place packed up and put in storage during my last week and then the very next day, I was on the road.
0: <laughs> right nice. Well, I think yeah, I think that um, if you actually sit down and, and actually go through like what you spent money on. Like like normal people spend money on, you you'd find that you don't actually need that much. I mean, you can very cli- no. quickly spend a lot of money on a lot of stupid shit that you don't need, That's like unnecessary. Yeah. Or you can make yourself. Or yeah, you know. um, yeah. I think I read there's there's a book I once read. Uh, it's also a blog. There is a book for the for the lazy people who don't want to browse through the blog. It's called <laughs> I don't know if you read it. It's called uh, Early Retirement Extreme. Have you seen that one? Have you read that one?
1: Uh, I've seen it, but I haven't actually read it. So. Right,
0: highly recommend it. It's like, yeah. but that, that's like the absolute extreme version of um, of simple living um, for with with retirement kind of uh, as the mission. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that book. There was that was a really, that's one of my favorite books. I highly recommend it for everyone. Early retirement extreme. Uh, I also think it's like earlyretirementextreme.com dot com or something, a blog, but the blog is is. A little bit less organized. Uh, the book is, is cheap, and um, that that has some really interesting things. On saving money, it's like ridiculous. The guy refuses to buy a washing machine, so he puts all his clothes in like uh, some kind of uh, like plastic box in his car, and makes his own detergent and put, puts it in there with water. <laughs> and then whenever he's going to drive somewhere, is is in his car, and he lives like in a really rural area, so. Uh, so that'll wash his clothes. Like stuff like that. But it, it's super extreme, <laughs> but there's a lot of interesting things to take from it. It's definitely it definitely inspired me a lot to uh to change my like my view on, on um on consuming and just spending money and, and that like to save up money for doing stuff like like you and I have been doing. Anyway, back to you. Back to you. <laughs> um did did you ever yeah, it's, it's, did did you ever travel sure? before before this or uh
1: uh, well, I mean, um, I, I was in the military, so I was right. used to living out of a bag.
2: Um,
1: and, uh, but yeah, when I started, um, researching, like, when I decided this, this plan, um, I was like, well, I should probably experiment and actually mm-hmm. travel. Mm-hmm. I've backpacked and I've hiked and I've camped, you know, and I've, you know lived out of a backpack like out of a rucksack for the military um for you know a few years so i'm okay with that but mm-hmm. um you know actually bringing training clothes and you know everything i need so um i just when i had time off i'd use my leave up and go like i went to tokyo for eight days because i saw a ticket like a that uh, sail for flights there. So uh, I picked up a, a hostel and went off and learned how to navigate through uh, one of the most complex cities, I guess. <laughs>
0: I think it is, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, d- I did a little, little short trips like down um, the West Coast and into U.S. and stuff. Um, and then... You know after you do like maybe three weeks on the road or doing that um you know you you're you you know by then if you've brought too much or you know, right. you know how, how to fix it up and yeah so how many ki- but, yeah.
0: how, how many kilos are you traveling with at the moment after one year
1: uh after one year right now i'm actually i'm down to about um 25 i think
0: kilos Pounds. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, kilos. Yeah. Oh,
0: uh, depends on where you yeah. go, of course. I think I mostly um, did like warm places. I had fourteen kilos. Yeah,
1: I, I also only
0: use one pair of
1: underwear ever. Yeah, see, yeah. I have like uh like probably like uh you know, five days of clothes and right. I do have a pair of of pants and a hoodie in there. So right.
0: I think I had like yeah, but... three T shirts. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> like three T shirts, one pair of pants. And like one hoodie, and that was it. A few, a few socks. Yeah.
1: And I, I've, uh, I've thought about doing that too, of just cutting it down even more. Or, like, you know, if I ever do this again, just go off on what I can do for a uh, carry on. Right. But uh, yeah. Um, where we started, I brought way too much.
0: That would be <laughs> pretty, yeah, that's useful. That would be pretty hardcore to do, like, around the world jujitsu trip on carry on. Like I challenge anyone out yeah. there to do that. They, that that could definitely win. If you do that for a year, you definitely get the
1: the globetrotter of the year award. Like, like you're looking at like, you know, one gi and maybe another day's worth of clothes, and that that's it. <laughs> well,
0: I, I I did my my trip five months with just one gi, but so yeah. I, I just did gi and then no gi. That was kind of yeah. It worked out completely fine. You know.
1: But it's yeah, the so. it's the other you know not having anything else. Yeah. You know, here's...
0: <laughs> I also carried a huge camera. That was that was probably the heaviest thing I I carried, and like an iPad One, which is also kind of big. <laughs> anyway, um, so do you do anything spontane- spontaneous on your trip in terms of itinerary, or do you still have everything planned for the next like five years?
1: <laughs> so the the itinerary is all rough. It's just kind of to help keep me focused and right. help plan out things for like you know uh, the next like ch- stop you know which will be cheapest but mm-hmm. that's changed like i think i'm on officially i'm on draft five but it's really like draft 15 <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah uh i have done a few things like um before the before the uh, uh of my first camp when uh, i went to uh, heidelberg I was in uh, Romania, uh, I was in uh, Bucharest, and uh, I decided, you know, I was didn't I was kind of feeling a little under the weather, so I didn't want to uh, get sick or anything or, uh, bef- right before the camp, so I decided to rest, and uh, a girl there was like, well, I'm going up to uh, Bram and, and seeing the castles up there, I'm going to come along, and I was I'm leaving tomorrow morning and I said sure (laughs) let's go and so yeah took off next day went there for I think two three days
0: I think for me that that's been some of the best experiences experiences I had if I just completely let go and just went on whatever you know opportunity showed up preferably to a place that I knew nothing about and never been like that. Yeah. Like you did with the castle thing there.
1: Yeah, that's a that's really cool. Seeing Dracula's castle and uh walking up around this uh this cool, very tourist like hmm. um town, but it's way up you know, away from the city, surrounded by just miles of, of mountains, right? So um it's kinda cool.
0: Do you um so how do you plan your uh like, how do you plan where to go on your trip? How, how do you make your uh, your itinerary?
1: <laughs> so, uh, there was... Uh, I've written about it a bit, uh, how there was a few places I wanted to go to, and then I just kind of connected the dots. Um, and, like, for uh, for Europe, like, I, you know, I can only be there three months at a time for the... Um, the the visa i guess within uh the eu so um it's kind of plan that out make sure i'm not overstaying hmm. um, uh, for now like now that i'm uh, in uh southeast asia i've used uh, uh google flights actually it's a pretty their map is a pretty helpful tour uh tool so i'll uh, Be like, well, if I'm gonna fly out, say if I was to fly, I'm flying out Friday, um, and I was to put in, you know, leaving Singapore on Friday, going to somewhere, like I'm going to Cambodia, but I have to say, if I wanted to go to, um, or to uh, the Philippines or something to make Manila, I can. I'll show you the price, but there's a map, and you can see on that same day, um. But the prices are around the area, right um, from leaving Singapore. So I've done that to kind of help plan how I'll, I'll go around uh, and hit all the places that I want to see. Uh, but then they will they'll change depending on if people are around to stay with or uh, if other friends want to meet up at different times. And like, um, how,
0: how do you decide on where you want to go?
1: I well, I, I want to go everywhere, really. Right. So if, if there's a if there's a gym, and there's a, a you know a spot someone's offering for me to crash at, or if I can find a, a cheap enough hostel, or if a friend says, "Hey, you know, I I, I want to go on a vacation, you know, around this spot at this time, are you will you, will you be there?" You no, know, I'll change my plans to you know, to hit those plates.
0: Did you get uh, did you get a lot of connections from the Globe Startups Facebook group at all? I saw you did a few oh, posts definitely. there. They they were kind of general. I think usual usually people have more success if they make like more specific posts like I will be in this and this city yeah. that month, what do you recommend? But you're also like I will be everywhere. Where where
1: should yeah. I go? Well I'll post like my last post was kinda of like uh you know my itinerary for the rest of the year. saying I'm I'm gonna be here in Singapore and then Cambodia and stuff. I think if I, which is the one place at a time, it usually helps out better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, in terms of like gyms, like there is no shortage of help. Um, you ever just put a place up on, on the community and and people are, like you know someone would have at least know someone from a club there um if not have already trained there themselves um in terms of finding like uh places to stay with uh it's probably about half my stops to be honest which Mm. is kind of you know um uh, like uh from my own friends from uh my club and martial arts or just, uh, friends of mine that have traveled themselves and with, um, uh, the Globetrotters, uh, the six weeks that I did across, um, Australia and, um, in New Zealand, I think I only stayed in, uh, two, uh, two hostels and one Airbnb. So.
0: Was the rest through the Globetrotters network or?
1: Yeah, um, mo- yeah, mostly through glo- globe but mm-hmm. I had a, f- a few friends in New Zealand to meet up
0: with. So, oh, that's cool. I, I I sit, you know, I sit at my computer and I put so much time and like thought into stuff like mat surfing or building this this network, but I rarely actually see it in action. You know, I I never I rarely hear about you know people who actually use the mat surfing and met people or you know state with someone so it's it's for me it's really cool to hear when it actually works because i just sit here you know and and put it out there and hope that it hope that it works
1: yeah yeah like uh i was just talking to someone about it the night um about how uh i've been surprised when uh i meet up with someone and they say you know they're the i'm the first person or they've only had like a couple people come by right um it's almost like uh maybe uh people forget about it when they're looking, so they just do a quick like post on the group and right. not look at the map yeah i'm always I'm always looking at the map right. I, well yeah the,
0: the-, the facebook group is you know that's that's the course course of social media is yeah. that it's it's perceived to be easier just to ask than actually look for something you know like uh, yeah so yeah. It's, that's that's the challenge always for me too you know to to actually direct people to the website where all the information is right there but i i guess that's uh that's how that's how the world works at the moment is uh you just you just yeah. r- write an answer shout it out and then you know write a yeah. question sorry and then you yeah, get an answer instead of looking yeah. for it you could pro- that's like typical did you ever see that post i made about like selling pies yes yes <laughs> it's 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 so real it's like like if you look yeah. at the globetrotters Instagram, like uh, very often if I post like, uh, there's a picture like from a camp. Okay, this camp is announced. It's this in this date. Check out this page for more information. And all the questions yeah. are like, wh- when is it? Where is it? How much does it yeah. cost? How do I get there? Does this include a flight? Flight ticket? Like, come on. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that's my that's my job. For some reason, well,
1: there's what what I like uh, on the uh, Facebook group is. Uh, People uh, at least once a month, um, someone asks about Tokyo. <laughs>
0: right, Tokyo, <laughs> yeah. or Amsterdam, or Paris.
2: <laughs> yeah, but okay. And, to uh, be fair,
0: the search function in the Facebook in Facebook's groups are, is really like it's not easy to find, and you don't really think about it. I mean,
1: yeah, it's it, they moved it. It used to be really prominent right above yeah. the top of feed, and now it's off to the side now. Yeah. But it, well, fair enough. But it's funny. It's it's funny because like. Uh, I I look forward to it when someone posts asking about Tokyo, because you you know Aaron is gonna. (laughs) Aaron, we know we know
0: you're listening. We know you're listening.
1: Yeah, and he's like, no, there's nothing here. He's
0: got he's got Tokyo jokes lined up for the next two years of of a Facebook group post. Yeah. So you also went to you went to the fall camp in uh, Heidelberg in Germany. Yeah. This year. Yeah. And uh, I remember. When um, at the ending of the camp, I got the idea of kind of introducing people at the camp. Like when we bit, did the big group picture, I introduced those who were, yeah. who were traveling. Um, I think at least for myself, the camps are super valuable in terms of like just connections in general, just meeting people. And I think especially I've seen a lot of people traveling, going through the camps. And then afterwards, they have like a bunch of connections of places to go. Did you, did you ever meet up with anyone after the camps or...
2: Um,
1: did I uh not yet? Um, a lot of the people that I met were in Europe, and I was that was like the end of my oh, yes, yeah, that's up. right.
0: You were but, leaving Europe there,
1: yeah. So, um, I haven't been able, like, I'll be going back uh in March and uh hoping to meet up with like a few of those places mm. that those people that I met there. Um, but yeah, they definitely have uh, we've been keeping in contact like i forget i think like it was something like a hundred people by the end of the week i added on facebook it right. was uh it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah how
0: did um yeah. how, how did your trip evolve like over the the last year or so Did did you feel like it, it changed in any way or have, have um, you just been following your your list from home like point
1: to point well, yeah it's changed yeah it's changed a few times um like uh, adding the camp in wasn't originally in there, as well as uh, the camp with my friend going to San Diego. That was like uh, we he started talking about. I was already on the road, and then mm-hmm. kind of had it there, hovering there for a while. and finally decided, well, no, I, I have to, and that totally changed how I was going to go and deal, like see, um. Australia and you know Southeast Asia and and everything. But I figured if I want to go to San Diego again, um, you know, it'd be best to go with a group of people rather than try and go by myself. It's not a cheap place and it'd be a lot more fun spending my money with friends than on my own. So
0: do you feel that um I'm thinking. I did my trip. I did five months around the world, and I managed to, you know, just I, I didn't have anything like glove and stuff back then. Um, so what I basically did was I just posted everywhere and said, "Like I will teach for for food and shelter." I was uh, <laughs> I was a brown belt at the time, and while I've I, I know a, a bunch of white belts who have been doing similar things, I think obviously it was a little bit easier for me because I had some value to bring to. To uh to the places I visited, one in terms of I could teach classes for free, and also uh I had, I, I was probably one of the first people to have like a quality blog about something like this, and uh, I got a lot of exposure. So I said, okay, if, you know, if I'll I'll come to your gym and I'll take some nice pictures, and you you have some exposure to the to the world in one, somewhere one way or the other, and uh, and I'll teach a bit for free. Can I stay on your couch? And that was like an easy deal to do, anywhere like you're a relative beginner in jiu-jitsu. Um you're blue belt, right? Yeah. I, I blue don't blue. don't even remember. Um <laughs> where, where do you feel like uh do you do you think that, that that's different for you in that sense?
1: Um well I've yeah, I've never really looked to be um you know, teaching you know in exchange or whatever um but I do like I do send uh, the club's uh, message, um, telling them who I am and where I'm from and what I'm doing, and you know a, a link to my blog, um, which you know um, for whatever reasons it, it it seems to work pretty well. You know they seem uh, usually pretty happy to have a traveler coming in to, uh, to drop by. Um, some places though, they, yeah, I have like even in. Uh, as a like a senior blue belt you know i I have had the like I have been kind of put on the spot to teach some classes right um, and uh that's one thing that was actually new to me I mean you know um our instructors back home were uh purple or, or brown belts they actually they they got their black belts this year um, so you know there's uh I was never you know the senior guy teaching a class back home I'd help out with the, the white belts uh, coming in like new new people coming in and you know helping them out with the, the basics but um I, I've never actually taught a class until I started traveling and then I you know you, you get into some places that are uh about out um out in the middle of nowhere or just a small club in general and uh <laughs> they look to me and like okay so what are you going to show us <laughs>
0: right.
2: we well go. i think it's,
0: it's not like you don't have to be a bl- 15 year uh black belt uh, in order to be able to retain information like if you travel around the world no. to 100 academies you'll pick up some yeah. stuff and just because you're you're a kind of a relatively a beginner in the sport doesn't mean you can't remember it and show it to someone else i mean that would be kind of a strange thing to assume but i i think that is being assumed automatically in this world, um, like yeah. of jujitsu. <laughs> I mean, I learn, yeah, I learn, I learn a bunch of stuff from all levels. Like I watch kids mm-hmm. do something, or beginners, or you know, let let some let some people play their their game against me, and then I see what what they kind of do. And I think you can learn from everyone, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, it's a ever changing game out there, right? And everyone's own little take on it. There's always something to take from that. So, um, yeah, I'm just enjoying seeing, uh, everything from different views. Uh, and I kind of pick up little things for myself on the way. And, um, yeah, as, whenever I'm, I'm asked to show something, it's usually just, you know, what I've found that's worked for me as uh, you know, for basics, right. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, you know, uh, the last place I was at when I was showing them that was something I've been working on for the last while, um, it was just the way I was putting it together, I guess, was different to them. So, to them, that was like, you know, a big thing seeing it um, a, a move they they knew, but in a different way. Right. So,
0: I'm trying to think if I, if I learned something from rolling with you in Germany, but I was just so tired that I don't, I don't, I think I was just kind yeah. of just surviving through the open mats there. I was exhausted.
1: Yeah. And we didn't, uh, roll too much, to be honest. That's, um, that's
0: normal. I have, I, like at that camp, there were 270 people who wanted yeah. to roll with me. So I try to go a few exactly. few minutes with as many as possible and I'm yeah. not, not, not 21 anymore. So yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, uh, the pressure must be on for you at uh, Open Mat when you uh, walk onto the mats there.
0: <laughs> well, uh, not pressure us in to perform, but pressure us no. into you know live up to uh, you know everybody wants to have a go, which I yeah. I'd love to. I wish I could roll with everyone, but it's just impossible. You know, I get the, like yeah. the bigger camps, even if it's just just two hundred people. You roll three minutes with everyone. That's like six. It's like ten hours of rolling non stop with no breaks. <laughs> it's like that's impossible yeah. in a week. Even so, yeah, I try my best to get through as many as possible, and then sometimes I, I just hate to say no to people, but sometimes I have to if I just I just can't stand on my legs, you know? yeah. So trying, but that's well, I guess that's a kind of a luxury problem. I have too many training partners, <laughs> <laughs> so so you so you've been you've been on the road for for more than a year huh and how long are you plan to travel
1: um yeah so it's it's been just over thirteen months uh, and depending on how my finances uh hold out uh, uh this could go until the uh, at least until the end of march right um hopefully hopefully. Um I can stretch it and cover cover April as well, so I'll be home start of May, so it'll give me a couple of weeks to rest up before um the u s camp so
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna to be total like a year and a half or something
1: uh yeah, yeah it'll be uh it'll be about a year and a half yeah
0: All right. do you ever feel lonely on the road like? I know, I know you're surrounded by people, but I, I had that feeling a lot. Like I was, you know, like a thousand people around you all the time, like socializing. But sometimes I just got overwhelmed by like a crazy feeling of loneliness, it's like you know, hostel bed or something. I just wanted to go home.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. There's been a few of those times where um, I'm I'm at the hostel in, in the common room and. You know everyone else is kind of in a group mm. like' in groups mm. talking away um and I'm just kind of the uh the the the, the one guy in the corner on his computer
2: all right
1: um, I forget uh there's been a few times though where I've been checking out sites and that that that's when it gets kind of really annoying that um, you know you walk around town and you see a, this one tourist site and you realize it's all couples on vacation <laughs> around you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all
1: right. i took a i took a picture uh, actually on um when i was up the Eiffel tower and there's this i don't know i think i saw four different people propose and all, right. <laughs> every, all these couples are getting pictures together and uh i'm walking down the stairs leaving the tower thinking like i think i'm the only single guy here right. and i look over and there's a pair of pigeons nestled up together no <laughs> and i was like even the birds are here on dates like yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. but I, I i remember i think maybe it's the contrast of you know traveling like constantly being socially overwhelmed through like jiu jitsu training meeting people and then on the other hand like the switch suddenly just turns off like as soon as you leave the academy or like done you know having dinner with people then you just you're you're alone in like a like a hostile common room or like a airplane or something like i just i was overwhelmed with like a feeling in my stomach of of just being like super alone and i just like wanted to get home to my bed sometimes obviously the, the feeling kind of disappeared quickly but but uh I just remember yeah. that a lot from, especially after a while, you know, like when when you kind of let go of, of your feeling of your sense of home. when when Everywhere, everywhere I, I went suddenly felt like home, but still I felt like I was, you know, just floating around in free space. No
2: yeah,
1: way. yeah. I, I, f- I feel that uh, a few times when I get to a like a, a club that is really welcoming, like, you know, I guess you knew home, you know, i I only I'm only there for a couple of days and I only hit like two or three classes with them, but you know we hang out and show me around town and uh you know you you feel like you're part of the community and then now now you're off to next spot right um and you know you're probably so, yeah. not, not
0: gonna be back there in like
1: years yeah yeah exactly right so
0: it's like it's, it's like, like every uh, every five days you lose all your best friends.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's might be uh, <laughs> the feeling. That might be what triggers yeah.
0: it.
1: It does though. There are times where i am like, oh, you know I, I really wish I get to meet see, see these people again. And then I realize like, <clears throat> you know, my when I go home, like like once I'm once this summer's over, like well, I guess next summer is over, that's that's pretty much gonna be the end of my traveling for a while. Mm. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that I think I just realized that right now is that it's probably like meeting so many people and just connecting so well with so many people. And then you just let go of them immediately like and doing that over and over again for months and months and months. That's that that kind of triggers some chemicals in the brain. Probably it made me really depressed like a few times, I remember.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's like, you know, you're you're going through
1: the the post camp blues
0: over and over again, That's right? right? It's the post camp blues. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a non-stop life of post camp blues. Oh. Yeah. How sad. I usually yeah. fix that here by just making new camps all the time, but
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I fix that for myself at least. Yeah. Do do you feel do you, are, you, are you are you tired like after all this traveling? I just, I just remember I like i just remember like overwhelming exhaustion sometimes like i think it was both like physical from training all the time of course but also like you know just mental mentally exhausted from moving around and like constant change of scenery and people
1: and um at times i've i've felt pretty exhausted like you know like obviously like physical exhaustion at times mm-hmm. but mentally uh you, you kind of feel burnt out and I'll take a day to myself um uh, especially when I'm doing like I'm trying to do my blog or uh, I, there's a some decent internet so I'm trying to work on some videos I have or mm. uh, whatever right um but uh yeah uh in general like I I don't know I just I've, I've I have just uh, I guess maybe it's just cuz uh, you know this is a, is a passion of just wanting to go and see the world i'm always pretty excited when i i get the places like Sin- singapore right? like you know uh that was a you know it's a pretty high like talked about city mm. uh, and place to, to see and i had a friend here i hadn't seen in years that i'm staying with um so yeah when i got here i was like really excited to go out and see everything and and hang out and uh you know um so i'm not really ever um there's very few times i'd say i'm i just say like i get to a place and like i don't want to i don't want to go out I don't, mm. you know i might have like a day uh, and i'm just, like okay i need a rest because i'm tired but um yeah i know it, it, it doesn't it seems overwhelming at times definitely
0: mm. Do, do you think you're desensitized to like, to like, uh, experiences like, I like beautiful places or people or something when you get too much uh, of it?
1: No, uh, like things, just, I get overwhelmed quite easily, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, like I was walking through the, uh, the, uh, Marina gardens here, the super trees. Um, and, uh, you know, uh this is like so overwhelmed because I remember, i've seen these pictures online and right. they've used them um for like movies and stuff right and uh i was like wow i'm i'm here you know like uh it's things like that that um you know keep me going that i'm uh i don't think i i get desensitized mm. like I, I i'm i love going out looking for old buildings and and like uh the old architecture she's usually you know the old church in the uh in, in the town but uh yeah uh um I wouldn't say I'm like you know desensitized I just I love seeing everything right, right.
0: <laughs> I think for me it's been has been coming and going a little bit like I just remember one specific uh, like at the end of my five months trip I, I I I arrived in Rio de Janeiro and I was like, mm. oh, I, th- I think I was also I was a bit sick, tired. I, I had no money left, and I was like, oh, another beautiful city and another tropical beach. I like, <laughs> couldn't be bothered. Oh, I, it was just a few days, but I was like, oh, I just want you know, a, yeah, a regular supermarket where, you... where I know where to find stuff. <laughs> that was like, that was what I what I dreamed about at that point. But
1: yeah, I remember you was a, there's a part in your book talking about hiking up that hill too yeah. and just see the view and you didn't want to do it but you still did <laughs>
0: at, yeah at some point i think it's maybe just automatic it's like i feel like i made a kind of a an agreement with myself that i had to push myself and experience as much as possible and then you know even if i didn't want it to i was just like shit i have to because you know i don't know <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. it, I I think weird weird stuff happens when you travel for that long. And and uh, I mean, do you feel like you? Uh, this is like cliche, but also obviously a yes. Do you feel like you you changed on this on this trip? Like who 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 is uh, the guy who is the guy coming home compared to the guy who left? Because I I can, for myself, I I don't recognize the guy I left at home in Denmark like 2011 when I left on my trip. Like I I feel like I'm living two different lives in some some strange way. Yeah, I'm not um, sure you feel the same, I, obviously, I, but
1: yeah, I, I I think so. Like, um, I, I was thinking about this the other day because, um, I noticed like a, a huge change just in the plan, like the the research and planning and like preparing for this trip before I ever actually left the door. Um, you know, that was actually one of the reasons why this all started was cause I wanted to change you know, my life as where I was. Um, you know, uh, what did you, what, what did my, you want to change? What did you want well, to change about uh, yourself? There was a lot of negative outlook and, and, uh, stress from work that, uh, I was kind of bringing into personal life. Right. Like so from,
0: from military or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's when I, uh, quit drinking and started doing more jujitsu and, uh, Decided to just you know go out and train and travel and yeah but
0: what was the stressful part of of your job and your life there
1: um it's uh yeah it's not a like it's kind of uh a thankless job i guess you could say because there's always it's always more um training to do right there's mm-hmm. always more um maintenance or you know more work to do um and so you're you're constantly on the that kind of like you, know, you have to be prepared you have to be ready you have to keep going and uh it just kind of breeds a negative um atmosphere right and uh kind of uh, builds on everyone and it, like i i noticed you know uh when I was training, like going out to club, I was like, the guys here are a lot more happier than the guys I work with, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, uh when you start realizing like, yeah, you know, that's a you know, that job, you know, really does breed a lot of negative energy into your life. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to, to deal with that, right? So um so yeah yeah. Um so uh, yeah that that was where i i i, I quit drinking and and started uh training more and 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 uh just kind of changing an um an outlook on life of actually wanting to get out and do more things right hmm. um and then once once i was done in the military once i was out on the road um and i'm realizing you know I don't have any stress in my life now mm, right. <laughs> yeah, the stress the stress in my life is you know dealing with the local transit to get the club to, to class on time or you know um i guess the, on, the only real stress i have now is, is dealing with airports because they're always a pain in the ass they are yeah definitely <laughs>
0: there are probably a lot of people in in your situation who didn't or just never managed to break out of it like you did huh
1: uh yeah, definitely. There's the there's uh you know, a lot of people who decided that just sticking with drinking was uh the better of the two options. Um, which is actually uh the funny thing was when I decided I would just quit drinking. I was said, you know, I'm going to I told the guys we're sitting around talking and I said, "You know what? I'm I'm going to drink for this month." And uh my one of my superiors, this comes up to me and asks me like, Hey, is there a problem? Do we need to talk? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, I just, I decided I'm just going to be sober for the, for a while now, which is funny because, you know, (coughs) if that is a
0: problem, then there's definitely something wrong with the work environment.
1: Well, well that's the, yeah, well that's the thing, right? There's like, you can go in every Monday with stories about being like blackout drunk and just being an idiot Mm. on the weekend and they think it's you know it's just uh that's the way people blow off steam but if you say hey i'm gonna stop drinking for a while then they think well maybe maybe you you got yourself into a bit too much of a problem Mm. and (laughs) but i was like no i'm 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 just cutting it off before it becomes that right right did you um, did you,
0: you did you see it like as a problem down the road or something you kind of predicted it or
1: Yeah, like you can, you know, uh, I I used to work bars in Toronto and then, you know, growing up on an army base um, before that. like, And and then being in the military, uh, you see a lot of recurring patterns and uh, you you can see how you get sucked into that kind of Mm. uh, life. Not that everyone's like that, but it's there, right? right? It's there in the bars, in the cities that's I have friends that I see in Toronto that's that's their go-to is just stressful job rather than look for a job that doesn't stress me out I'm just gonna go drink every weekend right so
0: yeah I think you made a a good decision there I kind of like purposefully or not uh, stop drinking other than at the camps which is uh (laughs) which which will limit me to like Ten times a year or something maximum.
1: It's just kind
0: of nice. It feels really good. Yeah, I enjoy that.
1: And I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess the rest of the month, you you would need uh, a bit of a rest from the camp, anyways. So. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and and I mean, there's no, there's, there's, you don't really go out here anyway. There's no way to get back unless you want to walk over a fucking mountain. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that makes it easy anyway. So, yeah. So what now? What's uh, what's next? What does the future hold when when you're gonna get when you're gonna get back from, from the from from the real world to Canada? Yeah. To your or to your yes. old uh, to the Matrix. Uh, how, <laughs> how how are you ever gonna fit in after this?
1: Um, yeah, fitting in. Uh, my plan is just to keep busy when I get back. Um, See,
0: that's what I did, and then I completely burned out on that. <laughs> I was like, yeah super super over busy i just traveled every weekend after i got home i was like can't stop now can't stop now can't stop (laughs) and think about things (laughs) yeah anyway
1: well yeah yeah because like um my friend he he backpacked around the world for a year and was just kind of hiking trails and uh mountains and stuff um and uh he now is uh it's been he, he met a girl, and he's living in, in uh, New Zealand now. And uh, he visited me near the end of that, just before stopping. And so me now being out for a year, backpacking him at home for a year after all that, we are talking about that, and he still has that urge to just want to go out there mm. and see other things he didn't see before and stuff. Um, but he said, like, you no, know, that was... One of his things was, um, being like, a, it's it takes a bit to get used to it getting back home because you just have that urge to go out and see and explore and. Um, it's very
0: difficult. It's like, it's very. I don't know yeah. a- anyone who's been on long trips like that who didn't come home and felt completely out of place and like didn't know you know <laughs> couldn't sit still. It's really difficult to come back and 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 then realize that. Oh, everything is just like when I left, like, because you, yeah. I know it's cliche again, but you change a lot doing stuff like that. And then you yeah. come home and you realize, oh, everything's the same. People still, you know, stand in line in the same supermarkets and it's still raining and like nothing has changed. It's really difficult to accept that, uh, that all your kind of, you're glowing, uh, uh, wonderful feeling of of the of having seen the world and all that stuff is that is not there anymore where you right now supposed to live. So yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I've always kind of felt uh, you know a bit on the outside, anyways, mm. with uh, where I grew up and lived and stuff. Um, and I I kind of got a, a bit of that feeling when I went back to visit my brother in Toronto and I, I was i'm no longer the big party guy and uh i go and visit my friends at the bars and realize i've been away for you know eight years and there's still the same people in the same outfits going to the mm-hmm. same bar nights um that doing that the whole 10 years i was living there mm. um you know it's now 20 years you know and they're, yeah um but when you're in it, you yeah. don't
0: you don't you don't notice that things stay the same for years and years and years. It's just kind of a, you know, I have no idea what I did from, I was twenty two, I was thirty, really, I don't know. I, it was like, I just did the same thing every year.
1: Yeah, it feels like that too. For me, the ten years I lived in Toronto, when I think about all the work I did and, and mm. you know, being an artist and entrepreneur and you know, all that. I oh, I did so much work um but then when I think about personal life and I'm like I you know what what, what was I doing <laughs> you know like, right. other than you know I was just doing this this like a almost like an uh, autopilot right yeah
0: yeah that's that's the word, definitely cycle. autopilot
1: yeah
2: yeah
1: but yeah um so when I get home uh and uh, I hit those those camps for the summer um uh, in the fall I'll be going back to uh, school third time's a term um, <laughs> I'll be going back for um, for a degree in, uh, in hospitality and tourism right. and uh, nice. working on my goals to uh, you know uh, be in that industry so
0: that sounds I, like I a, figure a, a good change from drinking military yeah <laughs> Alcoholic yeah,
2: military.
1: I, yeah it's um it's kind of funny because if you look at it like you know being uh you know a fashion designer in toronto and then an engineer in the military and then you know this backpacking you know jiu-jitsu traveler it's, right uh, yeah it's it's a uh, E- eclectic life story I have right
0: now. <laughs> well, it's good to do something different, you know. You only have one life, or at yeah. least that's what I believe. So
1: yeah. Well, we'll never really know until you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: let's let's not figure it out right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are way over time, but it was really uh, nice to talk to you. Um, yeah. any, anything you want to add before uh, we wrap this up?
1: Um, other than thanking you for the community you've created and uh, making all this, you know, a uh, possible thing.
0: <laughs> Stop thanking someone else. <laughs> Go on <for> something else. <laughs> Go with something
1: else. Go no. on something else. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the yeah. best. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, I would like to actually like to shout out to all my friends back back home my home, my, my home club. In Victoria, B.C., um, Fear Studio, the they've been uh, been kind of the the driving force to, uh, you know, sending me messages on online saying you know where are you now you know I've been reading your posts so awesome you know, um, and everyone else has been reading my blog and and uh, sending uh, kind of messages. It's uh, when you have a down day and you read a little like way to go um it really picks you up so yeah thanks to all those people out there
0: all right so um let's let's wrap this up it was uh it was nice to talk to you and again uh congratulations on being the btj globetrotter of the year whatever that uh means i'm not a hundred percent sure right now i oh shit i (laughs) promise we'll come up with a price for you (laughs) i gotta look around my basement i have a few patches laying around here something uh no We'll figure something out. Okay, let let me... I'll do some kind of surprise for you at whatever next camp you show up at. I'll (laughs) I'll rent you like a a Segway for the week or something or like a golf cart. (laughs) You're coming to the U.S. camp?
1: I'll be at the U.S. camp. You're going to
0: get your own own golf cart. I'm saying it now. Here it is. Now it's official. Rob Rob Barger won one week use of a golf cart at the U.S. camp. I'm going to rent one for you. (laughs) There you go. That's... That's a that's a great price. <laughs> You're going to be really happy with that. I'm, I'm going to put your name on it, on the license plate.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, I will see you in uh, in Maine in May? That's, it's the yeah. end, end of May, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, I'll see you there. And uh, yeah. I don't know where this is going to be published, but Merry Christmas or what, whatever you guys say. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Scandinavian. We only believe in the, the God of Thunder and stuff like that.
2: <laughs> All right, Rob. Nice,
0: nice, to, nice talking to you. Thanks for taking your time. You too. Okay. Yeah, see thanks. you, man. Bye. So that wraps up the fourth episode of the podcast. Uh, as always, if you have any um, feedback or uh, ideas for the podcast, anything you want me to talk about, any people you want me to uh, to put on the show, uh, feel free to shoot me an email on mail at com, and I'll be most happy to uh to get back to you. I get the email right in my pocket and I usually answer uh right away. I, I'm really bad at not answering emails uh, right away so um shoot me an email if you if you have anything you would like to hear on the on the podcast. As always if you want to subscribe to this podcast you can find it on iTunes or just go to uh com slash podcast and um Anything else you want to know about BJJ Club It's bjjglobetrotters.com. I would like to thank you for a great 2017 with the BJJ Club and I am really excited to see what uh, next year is going to bring. I think there are some some great projects on the um, on the poster for next year, and I, I have a lot of good, uh, good ideas that I want to see if I can I can execute, and um, hopefully it involves you in uh, one way or the other. Um, So, Happy New Year, don't blow off any fingers with homemade fireworks, and uh, I will see you next year.